Hello, hello, and welcome to the spiritual travels of a firewolf. This is Christy. It's going to be on Monday. Monday 10-10. How you like that? 10-10-2022. What's that in numerology? 2022 is year 6. 10 plus 10 is 2 plus 6 is 8. It's a day of abundance. Welcome. I wanted to check in. How's your full moon blessings? How do you feel? Do you feel the feels? Do you feel... Do you feel things? Do you feel um, ecstatic, excited, emotional? What are your feels? Check in. Five. I'm going to do a Mel Robbins-ism here. Five, four, three, two, one. How do you feel? You feeling good? Good. Good. I'm glad. I am here. I'm going to talk about hecklers. What's up? So this more. so I'm recording on Sunday. It's the full moon in Aries. We're here for it. We're here for this Chiron action. Um, we're here for, and Jupiter, by the way, let me just look at the, let, let me look at the chart in real time right now because we're about three hours after the full moon. Okay, so Jupiter's Jupiter's still in Aries. Jupiter's still in Aries a little bit. I was looking up at Jupiter in the sky. So Jupiter's still got some love and abundance here for us, even though Chiron and this full moon really did dig at some wounds that are just, you know, this is what our blessings are as teachers. And um, this is our this is what we're here to do. So if you're sitting here and you're like this thing again, but you're looking at it as an observer and you're like, oh yeah, like this is what I'm here on this planet to learn so that I can help other people with it. And this is on a grand scale. It doesn't matter if you're an Aries or a Virgo or a Capricorn or a Gemini or a Pisces or a Libra or a Leo or a Cancer or... Taurus or Scorpio or Sagittarius doesn't matter or if you believe in the 13th sign or if you're Vedic we're all here to teach something big some people if you're like oh I'm not a natural teacher look I'm not a natural podcaster but that's what I'm learning is how to talk I mean I'm literally here my my whole astrology chart is here to be public speaker and Yet, I it's taken me a really long time to get myself public speaking. So, I mean, we're here for these lessons. Let me just resituate. There we go. Okay. I'm back. Um, I'm here to talk about hecklers. So, this morning, I came in late last night. I went out and saw some comedy. Worked, worked late. And, um got back late so when there's a full moon if I can and when I can I give myself a little extra time to sleep and off the phone if I'm in kind of a private situation so this morning I woke up let myself not 
well, I had an alarm, but I set it for later and got a ping when I woke up to put out a short stand-up clip that happened for me on Friday. So I had something on Friday. I was thinking about like, what am I going to put up as stand-up clips? I have to put out more stand-up clips. Um, That's just how the market is going. And it's been a really, it's been a process for me. And I'll probably talk about it as long as I need to, because this is a live journal podcast anyway. So it's been a process to just put my stand-up online. I don't like you know, there's a lot of things that I see. There's the critic in me when I see, when I hear, um, and I'm like, oh, is this polished? Is this ready? So I decided, you know, I have a lot, I've, I've, I have a lot of clips of hecklers, um, and I get heckled a lot based on where I generally go to do stand-up, which is generally like loud places that I've passed through while I've traveled the country. So, you know, i I go to a lot of these loud country bars and Friday I was at a place shout out to Ryan Talmo who's one of my favorite producers and comedians out here in the valley um he's known as Valley Jesus and he's just a great comic a great human he's got an incredible album out like he's just a really and he's a survivor of cancer and he's always just been somebody who's just been so 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 good to me and my friend Jonathan David who used to produce with him as well since um crossed over but um I I I was at a show on Friday and I did a spot and I had a dude in the corner that just wouldn't shut the fuck up so this morning I woke up and I was like well I guess I could put that out and I'll kind of do it as an homage or like a appreciation to this full moon in Aries because it is about facing our Chiron wound and a lot of the reasons why social media has been this hurdle for me to get through is, you know, my Chiron wound, you know, um, Aries is about being seen and being heard. And I know a lot of us at this time, like our wounds of being seen and heard are out on the table. So I'm here to just say like, I, I, I felt the same way. So this morning I posted the video and in my algorithm, Heckler came, <laughs> Heckler, as I choke on my own spit, Heckler came up and I saw that a comedian out of New York City, super funny, um, super wonderful, Ariel Elias had an experience with a Heckler that threw a bottle of a can of beer at her on stage. And she was at um, a comedy club in New Jersey um, called Uncle Vinny's, and I watched the clip a couple times. She's she ma- she was masterful in the moment. Um, you know, this cunt threw a can of beer at her. The joke was basically like she was heckled, and she responded to the heckler, right? And in her response, um, it was about it was a political heckle, so. You know, the fucking cunt said to Ariel, you know, you voted for Biden. And she's like, why would that matter? I'm going to butcher this, but she did it so beautifully. And she's like, why would that matter? And she said, you know, based on your jokes, um, you know, I can tell you voted for Biden. And then she retorted, clapped back, very Aries full moon style, beautifully done, um, and I'm going to butcher it. This is paraphrasing. This is her, a paraphrase of Ariel Elias, Elias's 
um, her, her retort is, um, you know, uh, based on how much you're talking, I can tell you voted for Trump. And by the way, like even in her retorts and the clapbacks from that, you know, the stupid heckler, um, she held her ground. She stood her plate, like she held her power. And, um, the thing about that is, she, you know, she said, like, why would this matter? Like, why would it matter who I voted for all this stuff? And by the way, like politics aside, like you can express your politics on, on stage, whichever side you're on. And by the way, as a comic, you can present the other side and still believe in another side. Cause that's what comics do. We like go around, like, and sit, like we can twist and look at both all the different angles of a political situation. But, you know, when it came to Ariel's retort, um, this heckler threw a can of beer at her. It, it hit the wall behind her. And then beautifully, in a beautiful moment, it, she picks it up and chugs the can, the rest of the can. Um, clapping for you, Ariel. Um, I, I want to express like, that's fucking incredible. That's fucking fantastic. That's fucking amazing. And it's inspiring. And I'm so grateful to have seen this video today. I know that in the moment, I have been in this moment before. I have it on this podcast. I think the episode is called Splish Splash, um, where I have a recording. Unfortunately, at the time, I didn't have a video of being hit by a glass on stage. Now, in the moment, like, she fucking handled this shit so beautifully. And the thing is, and I don't give 10,000 bajillion fucks if you listen and you're like, oh my god, women in comedy, it's not as hard, like, blah, blah. Yes, it fucking is. Do you know, this isn't, like, an isolated incident. And I understand, like, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock got hit on stage, but, like, women have been fucking warriors on fucking stage for years. And it's just awesome that she got it on camera. She got this shit on film. And good on her. And she's a fucking funny queen. And fuck yes. So, the point of this is, all A, I hate, like, I've always been, like, I'm not a bandwagon person. I want to put it out there. Like, I woke up this morning my intuition was like, put this heckler video out. Obviously my social media is, you know, it's trying. I'm trying. Um, I, but I, I didn't, I, I want to say this, like I didn't bandwagon. I asked a friend, should I take it down? Um, they're like, no, keep your clip up. Like, so if, if, if like, I just want to say if, if by some fucking chance in heaven that, um, Ariel were to hear this, like, girl, I did not, I'm not trying to bandwagon, like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's tough, it's hard out there for a queen out there on stage, like, it's just, and it got me thinking about, like, when, when these kinds of things happen, it, it, and I was thinking about that part of New Jersey because I've been to, I haven't been to that part of New Jersey, but I have done these like rooms 
around the country. And when I first started stand-up, my first two years of stand-up, there was this bar that I would go to in, like, deep Long Island. And those areas, like Jersey, Long Island, Pennsylvania, um, Maryland, where I'm from, there's just these pocket... Well, not pockets. They're, like, deep in in this sort of mindset um, that I kind of grew up with, uh, which is just this Republicana in a way that it's not, like... Because I feel like politically things are, like, flipping and polarities are happening and, like, all that stuff. But there's this, like, deep, oppressive, sort of old, old, old world mentality where if, you know, some powerful woman stands on stage, it can, it can cause, and, and mind you, this was a woman on woman thing. And when I had gotten hit with a glass, it was in Charlestown, West Virginia, which is in Northern West Virginia, uh, by another woman who was like basically the town drunk. Um, and I know in those moments, like a comic has to keep their cool, but I was thinking to myself, like the afterwards of like that long trip home, even if it's like a short trip home, it's still like the longest trip in your head. And I can't say any, I, you know, I've never, never met Ariel, you know, hopefully one day I can ask her some questions on this, but it's just those moments. Like I remember being in Charlestown and, and driving home and I put Chris Cornell on in Lincoln Park and I just for, you know, almost two hours dripping from my crotch just was in my head like should I because there's those moments where you're like angry in the moment you know you got to keep the show going you know that you have that the audience at the time like even like when I was watching her clip like you see a woman in the crowd like look back like people are like reacting like they're mad at the heck they're like what the you know you can see people are like pulling out because they're angry not angry but they're you know, there's a lot of different reactions going on in one moment. It's up to the comedian to really pull it together. And the way she fucking handled that shit was she drank and chugged that beer. And that was fucking incredible. And, you know, you have to keep it going in those moments. And it's like when it happened in Charlestown and this town drunk threw a glass of water at me, hit me in the face went down my bra, and then throughout the rest of my set, my literal crotch was just dripping um, from all the water that was, like, pooling in my underwear. And then I drove home with, like, wet pants, and my friend Tony Viagra uh, had to walk me to my car. Um, You know, these kinds of things sit with you. These are those moments where you're, like, look, as a comic, like, you really assess the situation. Like, what, like, I'm sure even though she handled it perfectly beautifully, she was probably in her head. Because you get in your head in these moments. You go, why am I doing this? Why am I taking all this abuse? Why am I doing all this fucking shit? Like, I'm fucking angry. A, I think anger is the top emotion. Like, in these kinds of moments where you're just like, I want to tackle a stage. Get me on a stage. Let me be a pit bull. Let me go at go at the world with my jokes but then at the same time there's like this vulnerability that comes through 
either on the ride home or the next day or when you're trying to sleep but then you have those 3 of 30 in the morning thoughts where you're like damn all the stuff starts racing through your your head as a comic when these kinds of things happen and the like I said before these are not isolated incidents a lot of women get attacked on stage and a lot of times venues do not really step up for for women on stage when this happens um and look for comics all right for comics on stage when this happens but in general like when this this happens to like a woman on the road you're the only woman there you're literally one of the only women there um and it it's it it can be scary i've had men come on stage i had a man come on stage and put his arm around me and i had you know i improved with it managed to get him off stage you know played around with it but at the same time it's like bro you just you just violated this boundary and there's no check or balance here i have to ride it out with you and make and patter with you and make this shit funny um so kudos to ariel elias um obviously you know she's killing it out there but i just wanted to talk about it because a i felt like did this intuitive ping of me putting up this video make me one of those bandwagon motherfuckers i guess it does i never want to be that but at the same time maybe it was like the jump the leap the synchronicity needed to keep going because it really seeing that video of her really motivated uh was very motivational um because this is especially like yes there's a lot of women in comedy and yes a lot of things have changed but at the same time it's still one of the loneliest sports out there especially when you're like out there doing your thing and then this shit happens and it's like even lonelier it makes it like you could get all the text messages um all of the the appreciation online but i know how lonely this could be especially when it's weeks down the road you know the first few days is one thing but you know the weeks down the road when you think about it and you uh, analyze it in your brain and how you could have bobbed when you should have weaved or how you had bobbed when you should have weaved or things like that like all that shit goes through your brain so I just kind of wanted to to talk about that because it is hard um to be a warrior on stage and I was listening to something else where you know a comic was making comments about how comics would call people civilians and say we're just telling jokes but that's not true because if you think about the fact that we are kind of in a battle of the out the 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 the, the algorithm the zeitgeist algorithm how do i put that we're like these uh frequency warriors and you know, there's the seen, the unseen, the tangible, the untangible. And if we're out here being these frequency warriors, in a lot of ways we are in some sort of thing. Uh, I don't know how to put this into words. But like between the traveling, 
the navigating, like how how are you going to keep a roof over your head? How are you going to do this, this, and this, and write jokes, and be funny, and keep it going, and keep social media, and keep shows, and make sure that it's more than just this, oh, um, we're funny, we're the funny haha people. It's like, no, I feel like we're doing more. And I, I think I've spoke about um, Lily, um, who I met in Wyoming. I met a woman named Lily. Shout out Lily if you were to ever listen to this. But she was part of the Shoshone tribe and spoke of the Hayoka. And her and her husband, after a show um, in Evanston, Wyoming, came up to me. And I've spoken of her before, but I feel like her encouragement was so powerful that I think it's an important thing to to say in that she she explained to me that in the tribal communities the Hayoka or the sacred clown exists for a reason and that she said that what I was doing on stage which I have not done on stage since I was in Evanston to keep doing and that she saw that I had weaved in a bunch of dick jokes around kind of this core um thing that I was talking about and I'm in LA now. I don't know how to talk about it. I'm kind of unsure how to talk about it or make it funny, but I'm going to do it when it's time. And um, it's hard because you'll hear comics be like, don't be political. But then you look at the greatest comics of all time, which are like Chappelle and um, Bill Hicks and you know, all these comedians that are, uh, George Carlin, who was inspired by Bill Hicks, um, to change his act, because George Carlin was, like, the hippy-dippy weather guy, and then he saw Bill Hicks, and then he changed completely what he wanted to, what he was doing, so, like, I, I mean, it's all down to preference, like, if you're trying to watch comedy to numb out, absolutely like get yourself some um so I don't know like everybody's got a different thing but I do feel like comics we are these frequency warriors and sound is a frequency and I was I saw you know things about frequency hurts uh hurts frequencies with music and how these things have been recalibrated into our entire system to recalibrate our energy frequencies. I really deeply believe in all of this, you know? Like, Nikola Tesla, um, Nikola Tesla, I, I don't know, this gets a little too, cons- he was very much connected to love frequency. Um, I've been thinking about that when it comes to, like, zodiac signs. Because I do wonder if each zodiac sign does hold a specific frequency. And in our charts, we have harmonics. In our astrology charts, we have our harmonic frequencies. And each planet has its own frequency. So... There are different frequencies per astrology chart. And 
Neptune, for example, is a higher frequency. Um, you know, each outer planet is a higher frequency of an inner planet. And I do find all of these things very, very interesting. Um, I'm still going to remain curious. I'm still going to remain a student of all of this. But I do ask a lot of questions when it comes to these types of things we're being exposed to on a massive level. How does that tie into hecklers? (laughs) Well, if you think about it, it sucks to be woken up. When you're birthed, it sucks. A baby comes out of the womb and cries. And here you are as a Hayoka, a sacred clown on stage. And you're pushing this button of people. And you push it just so much. And they react because you've birthed them. You've brought them out of their sacred tunnel and they had a choice. They had a choice to wake up. They had a choice to be birthed. Or they had a choice to be an asshole and throw a can of beer. And that's the thing. They had the choice to be an asshole. They had the choice to say, you know what? This is a thought I didn't think. I've been sitting in the back of stages all week, these last two weeks, listening to every opinion. There are comics who have a completely opposite opinion of me, and I listen. And I go, you know what? I have, I do not agree with that, but I love the way that's written. I think that's a brilliantly written opinion. I love how they approached it. Can I say I'm 100% on point every time? Can I say I haven't exchanged words with people before? No. But I'm not going to throw a can of beer at them. Anyway. I'm here to say. It's inspiring. I'm grateful. I also... I also hope that... I can do better. I... I feel like when you see things from a perspective of this is a warrior out here, this is somebody in these streets who's who's fighting these battles as well, where can I be, where can I step in better? How can I be better? How can I be a better supporter? How can I be a better audience member? You know, that's something I'm trying to teach myself right now is, you know, I've been on the road hitting stage is hard and for the last two weeks I didn't experiment how can I be better at listening to comedy instead of always being obsessed with getting on stage yes I get on stage it's been a hard process for me but maybe I'm not in a phase right now where I need to uh out you know put out things put out things on a stage as much um that phase has changed I realized it was a lunar cycle, but how can I constructively work with that? So how I constructively did it was I sat in the back of rooms and I deconstructed jokes in my brain. I was like, how did that person approach that? Why is the audience reacting to that? What are they doing there? What is, how did they move their face? How did they move their, I watched, um, I watched a comic the other day and I was watching their face and I was like, I've never thought of that before. I've 
been able to watch some really, 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 really great comics that, you know, are household names. And I watched one of them who is a particularly physical comic and I watched them and I was like, holy fucking hell. Like they could stand on a stage and not talk. And at the same time, like if I isolated the words that were coming from their mouth and I watched the way they used their body, I was like, oh, this person not it's like their voice is in harmony with their body but if we were to isolate their jokes from their body both hold up like to the point of like I had a record and I didn't see their body I just heard their jokes their jokes are incredible they flow they're perfect they're just like harmonics talking about frequency holy fuck then if I were if I muted what they were saying, like if I were just like not focused on what their words were and I just watched their body, I was like, this is a, this is a, what's the person who does the sword stuff? Uh, fencer. So I'm like watching this incredible fencer on stage who has like their body in such sync. And I was just like, I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen, like you can't, like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting an education and I'm grateful for it. Comedy is beautiful. If you're listening and you've never seen a comedy show live, go see stand-up comedy. Go see it live. Um, whether it's a local bar show, comedy club show, wherever you're at, just like see what comedy, look at Eventbrite, see what comedy's in your area and go support because people are working their butts off to make you laugh and to really find fine tune an art form that I think is I think is the most beautiful art form on the planet to be quite honest in my humble opinion so thank you for listening to the spiritual travels of firewolf and I'll be back soon take care